Hi guys, welcome to the podcast today. Um, we've got a very special guest, um, which I'm quite pleased to, uh, to welcome to the podcast. It's the first uh, member of the Brightside team to feature on the podcast, um, and a very appropriate one, um, which I'll let uh, her introduce herself. And um, we've got lovely Kate online. Hi Kate. Hello everyone, I'm Kate. I am a digital marketing apprentice here at my Brightside. Been here since October, I think. So, beat the uh, intellectual stage. Doing a great, doing a great job as well. I mean, it's uh, it's been a bit of a uh, a whirlwind for you, hasn't it? Joining the joining the team and getting getting to uh, getting to grips with the way we do things and and the culture and our customers and everything. But it's um, Kate is a is quickly becoming a leader in the uh, in the space of. Uh, digital marketing for, for lead generation. So, Kate, okay, should, we, should we jump straight into some questions? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Um, so, talk to me about the, um, the effective uh, outbound lead generation strategies that we use for B2B businesses. Um, I suppose, really, from your perspective, what can we do to make them, you know, get the maximum results? So currently we obviously use social media marketing and email marketing, um, which is really good for B2B, obviously, because that's what it revolves around. But to maximise results from this, it just has to all be like valuable content, make sure it's personal as well, um, make sure that we're just telling our customers like what we offer and like why we offer those things, how we do it. Um, and just making sure everything is personal to our customers as well. Okay, and how do we do that? How do we make it personal? Um, so all our messages obviously personalised. So we always add in like name, industry, um, location. So just making sure our messages are asking about them and not just straight jumping in about us. So we let them talk about themselves before we even explain what we're doing. Okay, I think that's fascinating because I'm I'm I'm. Um picked up in a conversation recently that actually what we do is whilst we're a B2B um, agency, um, a lot of people refer to it as actual person to person. And it comes from that old saying of people buy from people at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, it's still about relationships and it's still about actually starting a conversation that's meaningful and two way, and um, which I think a lot of people forget in the generation. Um, so yeah, the methods the methods that you're using in terms of personalization and getting the conversation going is um, is critical, I think, in the in the new way of uh, in the new way of selling, in the new way of social selling. Um, you um, you tend to touch on things like um, social selling index, don't you, Kate, and SSI scores. Um, always, it's always a hot topic. It always is, isn't it? I remember you jump you well. You tend to jump around the office and cheer when someone's got uh, increases. There seems to be a Bit of an internal competition yeah. on who gets the best uh, SSI <laughs> scores. Um, I've got a little our, bit on piece. Our high score has been seventy-nine so far. We do have a high score. What, mm-hmm. what would you say? Um, well, why is social? Why would you say that's important? The social selling index. I think it's important for people to. People, I think people know what it is. Yeah. Um, but they don't really know why it's important. Yeah, so your social selling index is made of obviously four components, and it just basically analyzes how well you're establishing your brand, like how well you're working on social media, and people just think, oh, okay, it's just a score, like it just tells me how well I'm doing. 
but actually the higher score you have, the more likely you are to rank higher on searches. So people with a high SSI score will be at the top of when people search for, say, lead generation or B2B specialists. Like if you have a high SSI score, you're going to rank up higher than the people with the lower ones, so people are more likely to land on your profile compared to your competitors. Okay, that's interesting. So that's, um, and obviously, to make it clear for everybody, that's, it all revolves around LinkedIn, the SSI schools, right? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, so it's all, it's all on LinkedIn. Okay, cool. You have um, to have Sales Navigator to be able to do it as well. Okay, all right, so that's how you find your SSI score. So, okay, cool. So, yeah. okay, right, so... We're working with SSI scores. Um, we're working with personalised approaches. Um, how would you say B two B sales professionals could use email outreach to generate new leads? Um, and that's quite a big question. So maybe you want to um, talk about some best practices when crafting emails because um, a lot of our clients come to us and uh, they ask us these sorts of questions of how do they actually get traction. Um, I think everybody knows they should be doing email outbound, but not many people know how to do it well. Yeah, so the main um, the main component of the email that you want to focus on the most is just personalization, like using their name, like any relevant details to personalize the message, but then there are also there's so many other things that make up that email to for them to even open it in the first place. So having a compelling subject line, making sure it's gone out to a targeted list of people, not just random people. Um, it needs to be short and focused as well. Like People aren't going to be reading your email, even if it's personalised, if it's five pages long. Um, people have to know what the end goal of the email is as well. They want to know why you're emailing them, what you want. So at the end of an email, just make sure you're putting in a clear call to action. So people know what you want them to do at the end of it, like you're telling them what to do. So you know what you want out of it and they know what you're trying to get out of it. I think it's super important. I mean, I've, I see countless emails every day coming inbound into my inbox. I'm sure you get them as well, where um, it's just a collection of words, <laughs> to be honest with you. You kind of get what they're trying to yeah. say, but not really get what they're trying to ask you to do, um, or indeed what they're trying to offer you. Um, I think yeah, clear clear call to actions and very clear messaging is is, is super important. Um, do you find I find as well people tend to make it too long as well. Um, there's a real art form in being able to get succinct messaging done. Um, so is it? I mean, apart from calls to action, are there any other tips that you'd give um, to make an email super effective? Um, my main tip would just be personalization. Like everybody loves that, but when you're crafting an email like you just want to test and op like optimize each email you're sending like which ones are doing well use different call to actions use different subject lines and see which ones are performing better than the others so you can start using that on a wider scale okay so you're kind of doing um a b testing basically testing which ones work which ones don't and then doubling down on the ones that yeah. do work yeah okay cool okay so um Outbound lead generation then. So we're on this topic now. Um, let's dive into a little bit further. So um, we've touched, as a company, we do um, what we would call warm calling. Um, I know people call it cold calling, but I think it's around 
it's more important to do it intelligently and doing it with um, the data that you've got and actually approaching people with a reference point. So maybe you've sent them an email and therefore you're calling to follow up that email. Um, what do you think about cold calling KP and do you, how do you think they will, um, or really how can sales professionals kind of build it into their, and into their roadmap for success? So it's obviously not the most popular strategy, especially if you're on the other end of it. <clears throat> but if you're doing it in an effective way, then it can be really good for a business in success. Um, so a lot of people, like if you've gone out your way to call them, have a real conversation with them rather than an automated message, can sometimes make people think, okay, they've targeted me for a reason. They want to talk to me. I'm going to give them a moment of my time. And like a majority of the time people do um, like want to hear what you're saying because you're saying you've called them for a reason, you think that they can benefit from your service, like they're going to reply to you and they're going to listen to what you have to say. So I think although it's very unglamorous to some people, I think it can actually be really effective for B2B businesses. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. It can be unglamorous, but I suppose the important thing that you, you touched on there is the it shows you research the person right. If you get the if you get the call right and you get the message right and you research them well, um, then they're much more likely to reply. Essentially, um, you know, I see uh, my replies to emails, cold emails, will be okay. Well, this person's actually taking the time to really understand my need or my pain point that they solve. Um, and then if you do that, you're more likely to actually get a conversation started. Okay, cool. So yeah, definitely. You're you're obviously a bit of a social media pro, Kate. You, uh, I know you're using different platforms, but in a, in a B two B world, how would you say social media can be can be leveraged? Um, and if I was a complete newbie to um, social media for business to business, what sort of things would you be suggesting I leveraged? So I think the like key thing to take out of social media and B2B is that obviously when people are in a buying decision, they go through the sales funnel, which is at the start, they have no awareness of your product or service. They, they don't know what's going on. They have no idea. Through social media, you're bringing them further and further down that funnel. So once they once they they come in contact with your social media you're you don't know it and they don't know it but you're moving them down into the sales funnel because they've got awareness they've considered how your products would be good for their business so you're going down each component of the sales funnel until finally they're going to see one post one day send a message and then you've got a new customer so i think the key thing to take out of that is like you can just create so much brand awareness um create value for your customers as well and kind of just get your reputation like out there okay what's well, interesting isn't it because we're now we're now touching on um the content creation and inbound um methods as well and lead generation um we've, we've spent most of our chat so far talking about um outbound methods and what could be can be done which you know the main outbound methods are linkedin their email and their telephone um, and there's good ways to do that and there's bad ways to do that and I think um, you know, maybe it's worth um, people listening if they want to get into contact with Brightside to understand how we do it in a humanised way it would be, be great um, 
However, just taking where you're going with the conversation, okay, I think the the key thing is um, differentiating between outbound and inbound. Um, so inbound um, lead generation and content creation, What what's your thoughts around that? I mean, it might be useful for the audience for you just to explain the differences between the two. So inbound is people that um, already have an idea, like they've they've already agreed to kind of have a conversation, they want to speak to you, you're just targeting them further. Outbound is you're going out your way to target these people, they're not asking about you, you're asking about them. Um, So like, you can kind of target them in a way that you want them to see your brand, they don't have any idea of what it is yet, which I think is a really effective way. of establishing your brand in the way that you want to build it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, go on then. If if we're gonna if we're gonna start with outbound, okay, let's let's talk about content creation because it all starts with the content, right? Um, with with the inbound mm-hmm. methods. Um, how how do you, so I, I I'm sat here, right? I'm brand new to business to business lead generation and brand awareness, and I'm sat there going right. I know who my target audience is. Um, I know who I want to get in contact with. I know who I'd love to be chatting to. Where would I start to when I'm trying to create some compelling content, for example, that will that will start making people aware of what I do and how I do it? So you just need to like <clears throat> provide value for those customers. So you know who your target audience is. You know what what they need, what they want. And you're then targeting them. So you're going to create like helpful content, like insights on um, industry news and what's going on within their industry, your industry, and things that may affect your prospect's career or anything to do with that. And then once you're posting content for them, it shows that you have knowledge in their sector and you can provide value, which is going to make them follow you, like your posts, engage with you. So once you've provided value, you've now got um, this collection of followers that are interested in you because they've got something from you. And then after that, you can start promoting your products and services to a collection of people that you know are interested in what you have to offer. Okay. Okay, so... Okay, that's cool. So what would you say is the most effective forms of content then? So... If you started that process, where would you prioritise for effectiveness? Um, do you mean like in like formats of content? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where would you start? Treat me like I don't know anything. So, um, infographics are a really good type of content. So it's like um, a graphic of just basically loads of information, but not too much information of. Um, things that they can use so they can pick it take what they can use basically providing value of how they can um, implement new strategies or um, growth success new things that they can do Um, videos as well also really good for this because people don't have to really be engaged in your post they can just kind of put some headphones in listen to it reply to their morning emails and gain something from that video and as soon as they've gained something, that makes them more intrigued to what else you have to say. So they're going to look for more content, they're going to follow you, they're going to engage. Is that, there's, There must be a balance with that, right? Um, 
because you've got to keep yourself interesting, I suppose, with your posts, and you've got to keep yourself relevant to the audience. Um, is there a mix? Yeah. Do, you, do you mix things up with the posts? How do, how do you like to do it? Yeah, of course. So you can't... Um, so say if you're posting weekly or monthly, you don't want five consecutive posts just to be information, information, information. You want to um, put out an, inf- like an information post about you or about your business, and then the next one be a valuable one, so something they can take from it and use in their business. Then the third one in the week, you want it to be personal, so say an achievement that um, you've had this week, a setback, something you've gone through, your advice on a certain topic. Like You want to switch up what you're talking about. You don't want to be known for just this, having the same repetitive content because then it's also harder for you to produce as well. Yeah, so yeah. once you mix everything up, it's easier for you to write. Maybe maybe you could give some examples of that with, with how we do things at Brightside. Um, as you use lots of different methods, don't you, across all of the people's profiles and also the company page as well? Yeah. So our company page, we have more um, valuable content going out because that's what people follow the page for. But when people follow us directly as employees of Brightside, we're giving them valuable content, we're giving them informational content but we're also telling them about us. So I think I've put out in the past month or two um, some setbacks that I've had at Brightside, how I like overcame them, um, if they affected me, if they didn't affect me. Um, basically just telling people like a bit of advice like not to get worked up if something goes wrong and people are like, oh, okay, like she is a normal person. She's not just a bot messaging me or putting out loads of posts in the in the um likes of getting a sale like she she's sharing with us how she feels and that makes a more personal connection she's real right you get the real kp on uh, on linkedin <laughs> i mean it's important right because i know um you encouraged me to put out posts about running for example because that's something i enjoy um yeah and i know you, you get us um, to talk about um, our dogs, for example, I've got dogs, you've got dogs, we've got an office that's dog friendly, so that fits with the brand and it's, it's genuine, right? And people see that in, in posts and they see whether yeah. things are, are genuine and they're not genuine and whether you're people that they might like to, to, to work with, essentially, um, will get to know. Um, yeah, I think that's cool. I think the, I, I noticed right, one of our most popular posts that um, you've put out for us was I think it was around the office dogs. I think you did like meet the dogs at one for one week, and there was each day there was a different office dog going in, and that got loads of attention. Um, but the great thing was is that we saw the people that were commenting on the dog posts were also then engaging with the posts around um, what we offer as a business. Um, and I know I've seen I've seen meetings confirmed on the back of just that 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 journey. Basically, somebody might see a um, see a. a a dog post on day one and two weeks later they're confirming that they want to have a chat with us um it's quite interesting i mean it's, it's hard to quantify isn't it it's hard to um it's hard to actually measure um what's going on when you're measuring things kate what, what do you normally look for um so that there's many things that you want to measure when you're looking at the effectiveness of what you're putting out so obviously you want to look at costs you want to see if it's worth it, if it's worth your time, if it's costing you more time than it's gaining you. Um, definitely the conversion rate as well. Of the, are the people that are engaging with your posts wanting to know more or are they just 
doing it because they're just liking everything that they see on their feed. Like you want to make sure that your conversion rate is high. And if it's low, you can see what needs to be improved, like what tactics are working, what's not working. Response rate as well. If you're starting a conversation on your posts or you're asking for an input, you want to see if people are responding to what you're putting out. Like if it needs to be improved or you need to refine your targeting a bit more. Um, so if you're getting no responses from things, um, from conversations that you want people to apply to, that are to do with their sector or their industry, then you might have to rethink your targeting. Got it. Okay. So I suppose the um, the key thing there that is actually engagement. I suppose that's that's the real measure, isn't it, of content? Um, it's people yeah. engaged, and then and then who actually puts their hands up, to say, do you know what? Let's have a chat. Um, Okay, cool. So, yeah. what well, um, I know you're 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 um always talking about things like SEO um in social media as well. Um, I mean, I'm of an age where SEO was kind of a thing you did to rank well on Google. Um, I know that's all changed now. Yeah. Um, uh, so, just want to talk us through how SEO plays a massive part now in B two B content creation. Yeah. So. Um... SEO is obviously how like how you're ranking on social media and how well your content is doing, but it's so important that you need to incorporate SEO into your posts. So the main thing that I kind of use to make sure SEO is happening is keywords. So when I'm writing a post, when people search for lead generation, intent to buy, anything to do with our search terms, I'm making sure it, in some way it's embedded into the post because that's going to make it rank higher that's going to make more people see it that's going to make more, like it be targeted at the right people so it's just really important that seo is in all your social media like content everything um videos as well even if you're speaking it it's in the subtitles it's in the caption it's in the hashtags just make sure you're embedding what the post is actually about somewhere okay that's cool. And I mean, I mean, I've noticed that we get random people comment on posts, my posts, your posts, many um, of the team's posts. Um, I said a lot of posts there, didn't yeah. I? Um, <laughs> um, but I, you, you do see it happening. You see people that you know you're not connected with, but they they found your content. Um, and that must be through the SEO efforts, I, I assume. Um, so, okay, that's cool. Do you, So, I mean, in summary, okay, if... If I, you know, came to you as a new client right now to Brightside and had no content, had no um, lead generation happening at all, um, what what kind of would be the things you'd start to look at from from Kate's point of view? So the first thing I'd look at if someone came to me and they they're not producing content um, before you produce any type of content, you want to make sure that your um, your profile is 100% looking right, it's 100% how it should be, um, it provides valuable information about you, um, your profile picture is clear, um, you look real, everything, like there's so many things that factor in that you need to do before you even produce anything, um, before you can do keyword research, high quality content, um, just a load of things that need to be taken into consideration. But I definitely start off with 
building their profile first and then going on to content with an introduction of who they are, what they do, what is going to be posted, so what type of content is, is going to be produced, whether that's valuable um, knowledge, anything. So you kind of want to make it clear what like what you're going to be speaking about. Okay, cool. So I suppose that's around, um, I think we call it internally, well, I know we call it kind of understanding the voice of the customer, isn't it? We, we understand um, what you like to talk about, who you're talking to, the tone of it, what it should look like, um, how it should come across. So, yeah, that's all super valuable stuff. Okay, cool. Um, so, Kate, is there, is there anything else you, you think we should be sharing with, with the wider audience? I reckon we should be doing maybe a podcast uh, every few months with, with Kate with the, with the latest of what's happening. But right now, what would you, what would you share kind of as your, your top tips? Um, definitely your brand profile. Like that's such a big part of when, when anyone researches you, the first thing they're going to look at is your online presence. They're going to see... Um, if if you look, just look real, if you've got things going for you, if you're um, present, they're not going to message you if you're active two months ago or you, your last post is from three, four months ago, they're going to think there's no way he's going to reply. There's no way that he's professional. Um, so definitely just building your profile before content. It's all like well having amazing content going out, but as soon as people go on your profile, that can be enough for them to leave. So I think that would be my top tip from today. Nice. I like it. Do you know what? Funny enough, um, yesterday I was on a call um, with somebody who I've not met before. Um, we've exchanged emails and uh, messages and liked each other's posts and all, all these sorts of things. And um, the fact that I've got a beard currently and my profile picture doesn't um, was a subject of conversation for about five minutes. Um, and it was all very funny at the time, but actually thinking about it from what you just said there, um, it's true, isn't it? People, they see it's your got, profile. You've got to picture. keep it up to date. Yeah, they see your profile picture and, and they see your profile. And that's that and the message and, and the communication they've had so far is kind of their picture of you, isn't it? That's how they formed their their um, their idea of, of who you are. Um, so, yeah, OK, that's important. So maybe I need to get a new profile picture. Is that what you're saying? Definitely, like in when you're online, your profile picture is a rep- representation of who you are. So people are going to put your profile picture in their mind of who they're speaking to. So you, you need to look nice and professional. No stained t-shirt or messy hair. You want people to have a good picture of you in their minds. Very good, very good. Okay, Kate. Well, thank you um, for your time today. It's I think okay. we'll, um, we'll try and do another one soon, shall we? Um, and keep you keep you um, updating everybody on what the latest uh, things are out there. Um, but um, do you want to tell the guys where they can find you? On LinkedIn. Absolutely, always. Um, what are we searching mm-hmm. for? My bite side lead generation, Caitlin Pettit. Love it. Okay, so you guys, you heard it there. You know where to find Kate. Um, I recommend you you go and follow her and engage with her content because it's all very good stuff. Um, and maybe if you need any profile audits, um, maybe it'd be worth popping Kate a message so we can see what we can do. All right, Kate, thank you for your um, thank you for your time today, um, guys. Thanks for listening in. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. 
Hey guys, really hope you found today's On The Bright Side podcast interesting and full of business-to-business sales and marketing advice. If you like what you hear, please head over to our LinkedIn page for more free content. And, of course, feel free to connect with me, Robbie McGregor, or any of my My Bright Side team for the latest news, advice, or even a quick friendly chat. Until next time, stay on the bright side.